At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts the numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa Dev, Fubo, Slink, Gay Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It is Gil Alexander. Did I mention that? Jeff Parlay, producer number five and eight, is here as well. Jeffrey, you good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It was slow to the uh, take. I, I was slow to the mic. The, I would have liked a more uh, competitive football game last night, but yeah, we're talking with Drew Dinsick about that here momentarily. A game that the Cowboys beating the Eagles forty-one to twenty-one in a game that, quite frankly, wasn't that close. Cowboys getting stopped at the goal line uh, in that ball game. Eagles scoring their first touchdown on a on a fumble in the end zone that was picked up by Fletcher Cox. So that could have been even worse than it was. Dallas wins by twenty, easily covers. The three-and-a-half-point spread. We'll talk to Mark Borchard and Paul Spohr, both about baseball today. Final week of the regular season. Six games left, or five in some cases for some teams. I think there's a couple teams that are not involved that have seven games left. But generally, five or six games left for everybody that is in contention. we got to talk about that. we got to talk about the final week with some of these awards still up in the air. I'm talking about you, NL MVP, where Juan Soto is now right behind Bryce Harper. Goodbye, Fernando Tatis. Correctly so, by the way. Pete Futak will be here to talk college football. We'll have a college football brain dump. Me and you, Jeffrey, will also talk about our contest entries for this week. You and Wes Reynolds now through three weeks are? 11 and 4. 11 and 4. The stealth alliance of Wes Reynolds and Jeffrey Parlay. What do you call yourself? Oh, we're not allowed to say that? No, maybe we shouldn't say that. Weekend Warriors. It's it's, it's appropriate. Weekend Warriors. Weekend Warriors. Weekend Warriors. 11 and 4. All right. We'll talk about... uh, Hey, like last week, I think I like a lot. 
And last week I ended up what three and two. Still sucked compared to the uh, four and ones all out there. Let's talk football. Let's bring him in from the NBC Sports Bet the Edge podcast, which he does with Sarah Proman, and of course the Deep Dive podcast, which he has done with Andy Molitor for years now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the great Drew Dinsick. How you doing, Drew? I'm doing well. Uh, we've totally, totally missed a milestone on the deep dive this week. We had episode 400 on Sunday oh. and uh, came and went and I totally blew it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a, uh, uh, it's been a long time going now. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I, so for, I did beating the book. I have, I do the beating the book podcast before that I did the sure. betting dork podcast. And after a while you, you sit, you stop one day and you're like, holy crap, I have done like a thousand of these. And you and many of them, you know, back in the day, where you were lucky if I was wearing pants, Drew. That's the that's the, course, it's like yeah. a labor of love, right? And you realize you podcasting, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so congratulations to you, four hundred deep. That is a that's an accomplishment. Good for you. Yeah, and I, honestly, I, we had friends in town to celebrate the Long Beach Grand Prix this last weekend, and people were all asking questions about uh, the sports betting media, you know, deal. And uh, I was like, God, how many years have we been doing this? <laughs> I oh, just man. do the math in my head. It's uh, it's been a long time going, but um, yeah, it's uh, and you know, realistically, uh, you know, I I would uh, uh, I wouldn't do anything differently. You know, this has been a, a, this has been incredibly fun, and you know, getting to you know be on radio with you every week is you know is a is uh, as good as I could have hoped. So this is uh, hey. this is quite cool. The feeling is mutual, man. And people don't know that you did a tennis like chat room back in the day, also <laughs> for, like yeah. longer than people can remember. Um, by the way, I hope your hardcore season is being is fabulous as well. I hope it is. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This has been super cool, and uh, they got an event here in Southern California. So uh, you know, tennis, and it, this is actually kind of uh, like a quietly competitive field. I'm very excited yes. for this one. San Diego Open with Indian Wells next yeah. week. So everybody showed up in San Diego. Very very little purse, but they're like, well, it's up the road at Indian Wells from Indian Wells. So let's uh, let's play it this week. Uh, okay, yep. last night, let me just ask you about that Dallas Philadelphia game. Dallas rolls them, and I said it probably it was twenty points in the end. The margin. Probably could have been worse, should have been worse. Um, will Dallas have the NFC East clinched by December? Yes or no? I think I think yes, if you had to put me on the spot now. The Dallas offense is the real deal. Um, and as you look across the league right now, um, there are not many offenses that truly stand out. Um, what Dallas is doing is pretty special, not just the scheme that they're running, but the way that Dak Prescott is operating within that scheme and the weapons that they have to work with. Um, this is pretty clearly a top five unit and I, it's going to take a lot of McCarthy bungling. Uh, it's going to take a lot of, you know, you know, a lot of, uh, uh injury, uh, unfortunate bounces to you know, to keep the NFC East competitive at this point, because the Dallas Cowboys should be able to go get you 30 on pretty much every occasion. Um, and really that you you're correct in characterizing last night's win for Dallas as um, you know, uh, even more convincing than the scoreboard. Um, that was an absolute one way traffic for Dallas. Uh, they could have picked their, their number. Um, they cover the second half line you know, made it look easy, even with a, you know, a, a double digit lead at halftime. Uh, so yeah, just at, on, on all fronts, their offense uh, pushing around the Philly defense in that manner um, was extremely impressive. Yeah. The only, the only thing I would say to that is Washington does have the five straight division games, the last five weeks of the season. So they still have this sort of get out of jail free 
stretch at the end. So I don't know that you can necessarily, you know, clinch it for Dallas by then just by virtue of that if they stay within contact. Um, there's you're, one thing you're you're 100 correct mathematically. Yeah. Um, but if you just do a little bit of a sort of schedule qualitative evaluation, looking at Washington and Dallas over the next eight weeks. Um, Dallas has one of the easier schedules in the NFL. Washington's is absolute hell. Yeah. They, they, they have a gauntlet uh, here between now and Thanksgiving, whereas uh, Dallas is going to be able to pad their wins. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it, the league, if the league wanted Dallas to, uh, you know, be com- comfortable, easy playoff, uh, you know, check mark, then, uh, then they got it by the way that they set the schedule up, if you ask me. Yeah, no, you're, you're right in the sense that just like Washington's win against the Giants last week was a must win as far as week two games go, Washington versus Atlanta, it's a kind of must winish for Washington week four because if they don't bank that win, good God, uh, it could be ugly uh, up through the uh, bye week. Uh, a couple things more. One on uh, about Dallas. One uh, caveat here. I was doing primetime action with Matt Brown and Kelly Bidlin last night when this was going on. But the Mike McCarthy not calling a timeout with under a minute after the 20-yard pickup by Philadelphia that had Peyton Manning going crazy, had everybody going crazy, I did not think that as egregious as people were trying to make it out to be. Now, maybe the play before that he should have called the timeout. But at 50 seconds, when it's fourth and five, I think you can actually argue, hey, but if he calls timeout and then Philadelphia decides to go for it and converts, then people are whistling a different tune. I just didn't think, like, you can make the argument that it was bad, but I guess what I'm saying is that wasn't, like, one of the worst 20 coaching decisions of the year. I didn't think it was nearly as egregious as people were making it out to be. That wasn't one of the worst 20 of the week. (laughs) There were some brutal ones this week. Uh, But... But the broader point that I think people should prepare themselves for, particularly if you're a Dallas fan, is Mike McCarthy's not the guy that's going to be able to usher you to a championship. And you have a quarterback that is capable of winning a Super Bowl currently uh, with with a set of skill position players around him that is absolutely built to compete this moment. And it this is kind of... We, you see this happen from time to time where it's like you really need all of the pieces to fall into the place to win the Super Bowl. And uh, the idea that a McCarthy-led team is going to be able to navigate a playoff run where they're probably going to have to win two road games, um, it's not happening this year, in my opinion. And realistically, a, a playoff win for Dallas, that whole fan base and the ownership is so euphoric. And so, <laughs> yes. We made the right call with McCarthy. <laughs> That's and, right. You know, just confirmation bias from uh, wall to wall inside Jerry World. And it's like, okay, now go run it back with a more difficult schedule next year and a couple more, uh, you know, a couple more players you lose because of your con- you know, contract situation because you're paying Zeke a billion dollars. You know, like, like, like there for sure are going to be tough times ahead for this Cowboys team because they're going to convince themselves that they're, you know, a, a player to, uh, you know, a player or two away this year when ultimately I don't have any confidence in the, in the Mike McCarthy regime in terms of managing, uh, you know, kind of doing the small things that need to be done to win a Super Bowl in today's NFL. I 100% agree with that. And by no means did I mean to suggest that I thought he was actually good. <laughs> I'm just saying of all of his gaffes, that wasn't like top of list for right. me. Um, so about then the spread this coming week between Dallas and Carolina, and we'll get to your all the things that you've bet thus far and are thinking about betting here in the next segment. But as far as Dallas now, after that performance last night, five-point favorites. I even see a five-and-a-half 
uh, in one spot. Uh, hosting Carolina, Carolina without Christian McCaffrey. Carolina has had the best of it in terms of facing opposing uh, offenses thus far this season. And now they get, you know, as you said, now they have to face maybe one of the, I mean, certainly one of the top offenses in football, if not the best, some might argue. Yeah. And uh, this is a brutal spot for Dallas, honestly. I think this is Carolina or nothing. I'll, ultimately, I'm probably going to stay away from this game, but um, you're getting a couple free points with the Panthers. Uh, because of people seeing Dallas last night in prime time um, and oh, you know, reacting to that. Uh, but uh, Carolina played on Thursday night football. They get uh, three extra days rest here. Meanwhile, Dallas is on a short week coming off Monday night football. This is typically a really, really bad spot for teams against the spread because of the rest disadvantage. Um, I mean, this is effectively, it's more impactful in my opinion than just getting a bye week. Because in a bye week, week one nowadays, you don't really get to practice and prep and, and you know spend time in the facility. Guys are all off. Uh, and but you know with the Thursday night football, you know you do get uh, you know your normal um, your normal routine in the building and you know preparing for the next week. So uh, Panthers are in a very good spot here. Ultimately, um, they did have a number of injuries that I think the market is probably overreacting to. Christian McCaffrey being the top of that list. Uh, you know his backup was completely serviceable, and running backs are generally replaceable. Even a guy who you may say is the best in the NFL right now. So. Um, I think that one is uh, pretty clearly Panthers or Pess. Okay. We will get to the picks Drew has made thus far, uh, the bets that he has made, the bets that he's thinking about making in a week four uh, slate. It's a little too clear for me. I always get uncomfortable when I think uh, and I think I know stuff because Lord knows I do not. It's the National Football League. We'll come back more with Drew Dinsick. Numbers Game Visa the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. 
like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football season is here. This just in, and it's time to download BetMGM Sports. It is Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you are going to love. And I do mean love. BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Skill Alexander, thanks so much again for making the Beating the Book podcast a success. Uh, The Megapod reception this year uh, with downloads and all-time high. And certainly guessing lines as well. No different this week. So if you missed uh, Christy and I, my mishpucha, talking guessing lines for week four yesterday, available on the Beating the Book podcast feed wherever podcasts are distributed, courtesy of iHeart Podcast Network. Okay, Drew Dinsick back with us from Deep Dive Podcast. Speaking of podcasts, he's got two. Deep Dive Podcast and the Bet the Edge Podcast with, uh, on NBC Sports. Uh, how do you, by the way, how do you view that in your brain? Is like one your brain and the other brain on, uh, on crack? Like what is it? How do you compartmentalize both? Well, the deep di- the the daily stuff is is fun. It's entertaining. We get to talk to interesting people throughout the space, and you know, I get to ask questions about sports that I'm not actively handicapping. The deep dive literally is part of my process for the week. Kind of talking yeah. through the sides that I've placed, like trying to pick through angles, thinking about the, the following week, like that. That uh, that is as important in you know in terms of my overall handicap as uh, anything that I do you know with the numbers. So um, you know, it's definitely. Uh, you know, we just happened to record it and put it on air, but uh, it, it, to, to me, the deep dive is more of a, just a, a process-oriented uh, deal. You said it right there. I feel the same about guessing lines in Megapod. We just happened to record it, but it really is yeah. part of the, the, the <laughs> week's arc. Uh, all right, so it is week four. Uh, Barnburner on Thursday, Jacksonville, Cincinnati. Uh, full slate still, no buys, and then uh, Sunday night, Tampa Bay, New England, the one that the mainstream media is going to be infatuated with all week already. Uh, are infatuated with in Las Vegas at the Chargers Monday night and all the games in between. What have you bet so far, Drew? 
Well, I uh, don't have anything for Thursday night football. Just wanted to drop a quick, you know, if you don't already know, like they put these stickers on Thursday night football early in the season because they know one, number one, people will watch anything uh, early in the season. And number two, you know, that they, they're trying to get every team on Thursday night football once for, for you know, for the most part. And, uh, you know, they happen to put the teams that they don't think are ultimately going to be competitive in there early so that uh, if they happen to suffer injuries, which is what you often see on Thursday night football early in the season, it doesn't turn tend to impact the, the fabric of the season as much. Um, it also, but, Jeff, so that was a, it also, I think Jeff, there's, there's no network simulcast for these Thursday nights. We're in that window where, where, you know, oh, wow. the major networks <laughs> okay. don't have to be bothered with the matchup also. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Well, that was an easy skip, uh, but I played, uh, I played three sides so far in two totals. Uh, the sides I hit include the Baltimore Ravens who I played at plus one and a half mm-hmm. uh, real quick uh, preseason, you know, earlier this month. Uh, before the season had started, you could have bet into this market. You want to guess what the line was? On Baltimore, Denver, Baltimore yeah. would have been a uh, four and a half point favorite. Yeah, three and a half points. So outside of three, you might be you, incredible guess. Um, but if you're telling me that, uh, you know, just one month ago, we thought the Ravens on the road in this spot were going to be outside of a field goal. And now you can bet into them at plus one and a half. That is an adjustment that is wildly reactionary to Denver winning three games against three of the bottom five teams in the NFL. Um, I mean, realistically, it might be the bottom three teams in the NFL. Uh, and yeah, it's not a great spot. Ravens got to go on the road for the second straight week. They had to play at altitude. But, um, you know, a lot of what we saw from them last week, kind of letting down after the huge win over Kansas City, I am completely willing to give them a pass on. Uh, they figured out a way to get the win in the end. Um, but ultimately, this Baltimore Ravens team, I think, is going to be an enormous test for Denver here. And, uh, you know, the the. You know, Teddy Bridgewater finally going up against a defense that can generate some pressure uh, and then Baltimore going to be able to, uh, you know, really test this linebacking core, which is the uh, maybe the only weakness on the Denver defense. So great spot for Baltimore. Probably my favorite look of the week. Uh, also played into the Cleveland line against Minnesota. Mm. I think, um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm out on a limb here with Cleveland as it is. Uh, they're in for a little bit of a tough test here over this next few weeks. I had hoped that the schedule would break a little bit more in their favor, but it turns out that almost all of these teams that they're going head to head with here in the month of uh, late in September and into October are, are going to be feisty. Um, but uh, the Browns are still built to win Stefanski, obviously a lot of familiarity with how to defend Kirk cousins. So hopefully we see, uh, you know, a step back from Kirk cousins instead of the top five quarterback that he has been to this point in the season. Um, and uh, similarly, Cleveland uh, defense finally gelling as you saw against the uh, Chicago bears. So much more of that, that re- takeaway of that game was the bears failing as opposed to what Cleveland did defensively, which I thought was pretty masterful. Um, so looking forward to uh, Cleveland uh, trying to get a win in Minnesota this week. Uh, and then I took a stinker, I took a stinker and I'll, I'll either be uh, very, you know, I'll, I'll either be very smug or feel like an idiot for this. But, can I, can uh, I guess before you reveal? Cause I'm I don't sure know what it is. Know. I'm sure you know. I don't know because uh, on guessing lines, I had two, two that I liked the best. I liked Baltimore best. And the other uh-huh. one was the Detroit Lions. No? Oh no! I no. can't take. I, I can't, can't get involved do with Detroit on the road. <laughs> okay, yeah, if, I'll back Detroit at home anytime, but uh, on the road, I, I can't be involved. I took the Jets at the. Uh, oh, at the big 
Jets at the big number against the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee has a tendency to underperform against some of these bottom teams, as we've seen the last couple of years, on top of the fact that they can generate 0.0 pass rush, which is, to this point in the season, that has been what has completely unwound uh, Zach Wilson's performance. And so I think with a little bit uh, more pocket integrity, uh, Wilson's going to be able to put up some points against the Tennessee defense that is pretty suspect. Uh, I took the seven and a half here. Fair, fair for me. There is is on the other side of seven. So not a lot to to really pick through on the early sides, at least uh, uh, at this point, until we get some injury information. Um, but then on totals, I'm going back to the well with the Buffalo Bills to the over. Um, realistically, I think they can get that themselves against this Houston defense. And then similarly, I'm on the uh, back to the well in the Atlanta under. Uh, at 48 and a half, uh, I played it and uh, that's ticked down a little bit, but it's still hovering around 48. Realistically, I don't see either of these teams threatening 24, particularly with Washington likely pumping the brakes on the Taylor Heineke experience. Uh, I think they're going to ask him to do less in this game. And uh, Atlanta is already asking themselves to do less. So uh, this is this is going to be an ugly one of the week. So Bills over 48 and a half, Falcons under 48. Uh, in the game against Washington. Let me just ask you about a couple here, a couple other ones. And I should mention Jeff Parlay, lifelong New York Jets fan, had a visceral reaction when you said you were taking the Jets (laughs) and the points there. Uh, these, These are ones that I sort of am looking at, and I'm like, now why wouldn't I take this? Tampa Bay is a six and a half point favorite on the road. Sevens are starting to pop up, but you can still get six and a half consensus. Six and a half at New England. This is obviously the game that everybody wants to talk about, but it really is kind of a mismatch. And with Tampa Bay coming off a loss, they're going to be ornery. Brady and Gronk are going to want to, you know, as I said yesterday, they're going to want to throw five touchdown passes uh, just on that connection alone. Why wouldn't I lay the six and a half here? Yeah, it is a mismatch for sure. And uh, the way that the Patriots offense is operating right now is wildly underwhelming. Um, Across the league, really, young quarterbacks are just utterly struggling. Yeah, they are. I know that, uh, you know, you, you know, there was so much promise from this class and people got to see them in the preseason and they, you know, guys showed signs of life. You know, these are a bunch of live arms, but, uh, the game is going extremely fast for these players at this point. And, uh, you know, their, their play is reflecting that. Um, and I, and, you know, you're going up against an aggressive Todd Bowles defense that just got embarrassed on the road, uh, in LA, I can entirely see, uh, the, uh, you know, the Tampa Bay defense giving you a better performance here on top of Brady, uh, you know, picking apart, uh, you know, a somewhat overrated defense for new England, The the emotional aspects in this game, uh, really are keeping me away. My fare is six and a half. So I don't see a ton of value anyway. Um, but, uh, this is, uh, yeah, this is one where, you know, you're probably going to get a good read, uh, you know, early in this game, one way or the other, if, uh, if new England's going to compete, um, but, uh, Tampa Bay is going to get there. So ultimately with the total being a titch low, I'm probably going to take a Tampa Bay team total over your, your, your point about the quarterbacks is so well taken. We're going to look back on last year's NFL draft and Joe Burrow going first and Justin Herbert going sixth. And I think we're going to yeah. look back at that and be like, wow, those two, dare I say, Hall of Famers ended up the top six pick in a in, in, top six picks in the draft. I'm not I'm not making their bust yet, but I'm just saying they're the outlier, not what we're experiencing with five young quarterbacks this year. It's much much more difficult to excel 
uh, early in this I would, league. I would even go back a little further and say, you know, the Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson class, like those guys can, those right. guys, the game was not going too fast for them. That's when right. Started. It's a good point. Uh, you know, Josh Allen needed to get his accuracy reined in, but as soon as he has, he's now an MVP candidate. And similarly, Lamar Jackson already won an MVP. Uh, all three guys have playoff wins at this point. And yeah, I mean, I think, I think uh, for sure that has sort of skewed that, that and Herbert doing what he did last year has really skewed uh, even Kyler Murray, you know, Kyler Murray coming in and uh, being so dynamic, you know, that's kind of skewed our perception and young quarterbacks right now are, they, they all look lost. Yeah. Somewhere Josh Rosen is holding up his arm and saying, Hey, what about me? <laughs> <laughs> Drew, you pr- might see Josh Rosen. You might the see him. Now. You might still see him. Thank you, Drew. I appreciate it as always, man. All right, best of luck this week, guys. Drew Dinsick at whale underscore capper. That's where you can find him, all his stuff there on Twitter. Jeff and I talk college football next. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSIN.com data and analysis. You get everything VSIN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VSIN.com slash subscribe. Gil Alexander, Jeffrey Parlay, producer number eight. Uh, is here as well, and uh, later Eli Manning will flip the bird twice to everybody in the audience and then apologize for it and say, apparently that's frowned upon. I, when he did it live last night, I was like, oh, no, that's not good. But the, it's, the, it's the beauty of that show, talking about the Peyton and Eli experience on ESPN2 uh, last night during Monday Night Football. First of all, I'm sad they're going away for a few weeks and returning week seven. But that's the beauty of those two guys where it's like, we're millionaires. What are you going to do? Fire us. We've got four Super Bowls between us. One, if not two of us are going to the Hall of Fame. Sorry, I flipped two birds. Good for him last night. Still the most entertaining show on television. The best part of it was while Eli was flipping the double bird, he's like, can we do this? <laughs> yes. Can we do this? He got himself his answer. <laughs> Apparently that's frowned upon, Pate. I love it. That is, honestly, you can watch you can watch a quarter of that, and it's and, and I can't talk about it during primetime action because we're on we're on opposite them. So obviously we want people to to you know listen to our miss you guys because we have a blast doing that show, Matt Kelly and I. But you watch one quarter of Peyton and Eli, you will learn more nuances about football than you could ever watching two seasons on your own. That's how good that show is. That's how good it is. And I feel so bad for Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, and Lewis Riddick, who are still getting like six times, seven times the viewership, by the way. Make no mistake, on the main uh, on the main channel. But they must be thinking to themselves, wow, we waited our whole lives to do Monday Night Football, and then these two, uh, these two pitchers got the best of us, you know. So, by the way, here's uh, we're going to talk baseball later with, uh, with Mark Borchard and Paul Sporer. But Jeff Passan, I don't know if you saw this yesterday, Jeff Passan over at ESPN giving you the the chaos scenario in the American League, which I think, Jeff, I think I could speak for you as well. This, I mean, we're all rooting for chaos, for goodness sake. Uh, so this is Passan's thread. If the Blue Jays take two of three from the Yankees and sweep the O's, the Yankees take two of three from the Rays, and the Red Sox win four of six against Baltimore and Washington, there'll be a three-way tie for two AL wildcard spots. He goes on to say, I love chaos. And then he says, here's how it will work. Blah, 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 blah. And then he says also, he goes, and oh, by the way, in the entire scenario, there's one more possibility. The Mariners sweep the A's and the Angels and and finish 92 and 72, giving us a four-way tie. 
and two head-to-head matchups. Not quite as chaotic, but still pretty great. And then there apparently there was a five-way tie scenario on Reddit, and Passon called it stupid and won't happen. <laughs> stupid. Can't happen. By the way, the Mariners own the A's. If you're an A's fan, you got to be like, I can't. The Mariners are one and a half games out of the number two wildcard position. The Mariners. They deserve a standing ovation just for that. Could be a fun regression to the mean for them next year, Gil. Could be. But we thought we were, they were going to regress to the mean all Never season. Never did. There was no regression from that team, despite a trade deadline trade as well. Uh, college football this past weekend. We'll talk to we'll talk baseball with Paul Sport and Mark Borchard later. Get Mark Borchard's picks. Uh, we'll review all the awards here in the final week of the season and uh, talk about the biggest. Oh, while you were watching football, my God, the biggest thing happened. The biggest injury in baseball. Brandon Belt breaking his thumb. Going to ask Mark Borchard to quantify that for the Giants. I'm not worried about it this week. I think the Giants still win the division. Hopefully my NL West uh, ticket that I just got two weeks ago at minus 102 comes through. I'm worried about it postseason. What a what a massive blow that would be to the Giants if it's long-term. I don't think it's the whole playoffs. My guess is it might just be the division series, which might has, you know, which might be a, enough to hamper the Giants, but that's massive. College football this past weekend, Jeff. Your biggest single takeaway was what? Sayonara ACC. Sayonara ACC. See you later. Uh, Clemson's horrible. Clemson's bad. Clemson's not like their defense is still good, but that offense is painful. Did you notice that the last two weeks when it came to Florida, Alabama and Clemson, NC State, I asked the same question of all of our college football guests, which is forget about the spread. Tell me if you think they can do the upset. And that was my way of saying I'm betting both of them. And I hit plus 294 on uh, on uh, NC State this past weekend. Moneyline took him against the number two. Clemson's not any good. And remember, I also had the audacity to question Dabo Swinney as a coach. And I got the the hate washed over me by this one dude on Twitter. Haven't heard a peep from him this week. If you have a massive recruiting advantage, that does not mean you're a good coach. See Urban Meyer, Jacksonville. So sayonara ACC, what else? Because my, my thing is, is the, akin to yours, which is nobody's great. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of competent teams. There are a whole bunch. There are probably about eight competent teams. No one is great. Bama's probably the best of the bunch. Granted, we learned nothing with them slaughtering Southern Miss. We'll learn a lot more. We're going to learn this week. We're going to learn this week. Mm-hmm. We're also going to learn how good Ole Miss is this week, too. And if Ole Miss somehow pulls the upset, Matt Corral might it could be odds-on to win the Heisman Trophy. Oh, yeah. Pretty easily. That'll stick a while. The w- One other takeaway that I will say is, even though I don't think Notre Dame is as good as they were last year, if Notre Dame beats Cincinnati this week, they're making the playoff again. This is not a good week in college football. This it's is a great, great week in great college week football. Paper. Yes. Which of these games? So you brought up Alabama Ole Miss. You brought up uh, Cincinnati Notre Dame. Cincinnati, obviously, with playoff implications there as well from their standpoint. But what about Georgia-Arkansas, which is a massive spread in favor of Georgia? Iowa at Maryland Friday night becomes a game between two four and O's. Who thought that was going to happen before the season started? Certainly not those of us in the DMV. Can I still say I'm in the DMV? Which of those games are you looking forward to the most of all four of those? It's Cincinnati. It's Cincinnati and Notre Dame because to me, that's the game that has, even though I know if Ole Miss beats Alabama, that changes the whole dynamic more than anything. And if Arkansas somehow upsets Georgia, then Arkansas might legitimately be number two in the polls on Monday, and it would probably be right. But Cincinnati-Notre Dame, that's the, even though it's odd to say this about Notre Dame, 
just because of the expectations going into the year for the Irish, that's your playoff crasher bowl right there. Whoever wins that game, they're going to be both of those teams are going to be favored in every the rest of their games the rest of the season if they win on Saturday. So they're going to have the inside track to getting the four seed. Oh, and by the way, I forgot one other thing. Oklahoma stinks also. Okay, so this gets yeah. back to my coaching thing again. This is this is the thing that drives me the most crazy, Jeff, year after year after year. People thinking these guys are good coaches. Lincoln Riley's a good coach? Explain to me how. Did Baker Mayfield make him? Did Kyler Murray make him? Did those quarterbacks make him, or did he make them? I think we're getting our answer. And people could say, oh, you're being too harsh. I don't think I am. I really don't. Like, And he's up for like all these jobs. I'm like, really? Why? 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 And I'll get back to the thing Chrissy and I talked about. You, Matt Rule, now that's the coach. Go to Temple. Go to Baylor. Make those programs better than they were beforehand. In Baylor's case, relevant. We're talking even about a title at one point right with them. Hey, if they do this, they can get to the playoff and so, so on and so forth. And now doing... So far in the short term, nice things at Carolina. That's a coach. Like, stop with the stop with the coach worship of these guys. No, is Urban Meyer a great coach? I, people at Ohio State will tell you the day Ryan Day walked in there, he was a better in-game coach than Urban Meyer ever was. That's the biggest thing that drives me crazy. So I'm with you on Oklahoma. But don't we do this with Oklahoma every year? We're like, oh, Oklahoma. It's the same, it's the same nonsense same every nonsense. year. And this was, the, this was the year their defense is finally good. One problem, their offense might be the worst it's been under Riley, yeah. period. Because, again, Rattler is not, even though he was the elite high school talent, he is not shown to be an elite talent like, obviously, Baker, who was tremendous in college, and Kyler Murray, who was tremendous in college. Oh, and by the way, those guys have turned out to be good NFL quarterbacks, so how much of it is Lincoln Riley? It's a, it's a good point. And also, too, the Big 12 is one Oklahoma, to me, should be one Oklahoma loss away from being out of it, too. Because Iowa State ended up being completely fraudulent. Oh, boy. Uh, losing to Baylor this weekend. But, and, man, do I love Brees Hall still. Uh, he's a great player. Yeah. But that team, but again, it's the one thing that I think everyone neglected to remember. Brock Purdy isn't good at football. <laughs> no, and that <laughs> we don't want to say that about a kid because I'm sure he's a lovely guy. But he has really, he, really he has not chances. met the potential. He, he, he's going backwards, if anything, right? The The... The thing about Oklahoma, which you mentioned, if they have one loss, they should be out too. But you know that's not going to happen, right? Well, Oklahoma has well a... look, there there are scenarios this year where a one-loss Oklahoma could get left out. How if... about how about uh, the fact that Spencer Rattler is twenty-five to one now to win the Heisman, and Ewan Galloway is seventy-five to one to win the Heisman? I'm like still those... too high on DJ. <laughs> yeah, still too low. Too you low. Mean. Yes, yeah. yes, it should be higher. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> CJ Stroud, not even a consideration anymore. You know, so that, that's the thing about that Heisman market, just so topsy. Last year, same thing, topsy-turvy. This year, it's like a f- complete free-for-all, unless, as you say, Corral goes crazy. If, Al- if, Alaba- if the winner of the Alabama Ole Miss game, if the quarterback of the winning team in that is absolutely outstanding, that's your Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, those Alabama. are the two short shots right now. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Ole Miss dropped 48 on Bama last year, if I'm not mistaken. Was it like 63 to 48, something like that? Yeah, they're, they, look, they're, they're going to be able to score with them. It's just a yeah. matter of can they stop them. Can you stop them? That question and many more to be answered this weekend, College Football. Do you have a favorite playing College Football before we go on? Oh, not right, not right now. No. <laughs> not right now. We'll talk to Pete Futak coming up. He's got a whole bunch of thoughts uh, coming up. We'll talk baseball. Mark Borchard next. Quantify the Brandon Belt injury for me. That and his picks next on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
It is a numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. And uh, don't forget this reminder about BetMGM Nevada. Uh, that there's a special promotion going on tonight. Raise the stakes with BetMGM. It's the best time to sign up because they're giving new customers a shot at an easy 100 bucks. Register using code VSIN100. Win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 money line wager on the Padres or Dodgers, and either team hits a homer. BetMGM, always ready to help you turn big plays into major paydays. Enjoy innovative parlay selection builders, daily promotions, boosted odds, specials, and more. Just download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code VSIN100 to win $100 when you bet $1. One United States dollar on the Padres or Dodgers, and either team hits a homer. Only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. New customer offer paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Chris Valik of the Bear, a friend of show, friend of network, chimes in. Uh, the Bear from ESPN's College Game Day, uh, Daily Wager, and of course, Stanford for Steve of the Bear podcast. We're talking about our Heisman conversation. He goes, so what happens in the Heisman race when Georgia beats Alabama in the SEC title game? Ole Miss has two or three losses, and Ohio State wins out. And his conclusion, Trevion Henderson, hello. What do you think about that? Why not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> Why not? Look, look, we're finally getting the the crowd of oh, we get the same teams in the playoff every year. Well, we're not gonna have, we're not gonna have to worry about Clemson this year. We're at least getting one different team this year again. Yeah, that we will. We'll uh, read your tweets here coming up. So a whole bunch of tweets on all the stuff we've been talking about. But let's talk some baseball from an undisclosed location somewhere in the desert. You can follow me on Twitter at BaseWinner, the BaseWinner podcast, and BaseWinner.com. It is the BaseWinner, Mark Borchard. How you doing, Mark? Gil, I'm doing good. Looking forward to this Phillies Braves series. I probably aren't as happy as you are about baseball, though, with your Giants. Yeah. In the catbird seat, as you would say. Catbird seat, but but we'll get to the Phillies and, and the Braves here in a second. But can I ask you about Brandon Belt? While the world was watching football, Brandon Belt had his thumb broken in Colorado. Now, the Giants have gotten contributions up and down that lineup all season long. One of the best offenses in baseball, if not the best. But Brandon Belt, to me, is still the most threatening bat of all of them. And I'm not worried about this week. I think the Giants do get home for the division. But can you quantify what that loss is in a lineup if that extends further? Yeah, well, I think you just give it a, a nickel uh, per game, but that adds up over like a, a five-game series. So uh, it's definitely significant. It's it's not as significant as, say, losing a quarterback or something like that. Sure. But it's about with, with a really good hitter uh, versus a, a replacement player, it's about a nickel a game. About a nickel and, a game. Uh, hmm. Yeah, that's about what I would say. Yeah. Well, a nickel a game means one thing at minus 110. It means an entirely different thing at minus 200. So it's, uh, it is a moving target. But, yes, I agree with you generally speaking. That's the thing that people don't understand about uh, also with baseball losses. One player in, the, in a cog of a lineup means one thing. It's when it's two that it sort of exponentially gets worse, um, not just double. But that is obviously something the Giants are monitoring, and we're going to try to figure out how long Brandon Belt will be out of the lineup for the best record in baseball, San Francisco Giants, who maintain a two-game lead over the Dodgers with six games left. And again, the team that does not win the NL West that will have the second-best record in all of baseball gets the booby prize of having to play, it looks like, the St. Louis Cardinals, who have won 16 baseball games in a row. And it would be wonderful to see them win out uh, and then have a wild card game. Could you imagine like a 20 plus winning streak Cardinals against the Dodgers team in a wild card at Max Scherzer? That would be unbelievable. But that leads us to your first pick of the day. You don't like the Cardinals here, at least in the first five, right? Yeah, this team is really 
overperformed. In fact, if you go to the expected wins uh, chart that's on basewinner.com, they've got about 10 more wins than they should should have. They're they're at 87 and 69, like a standard, their, their actual record. But their expected standings, they should be 76 and uh, they should be 76 and 79, so below 500. And I just think this team's really a, have has been a lucky team. They have fielded pretty good, but the the pitching numbers are below average. The hitting numbers are below average. And I think today is a really good opportunity to take a, a top five pitcher by my ratings with Brandon Woodruff against Wainwright. And if you look at if you look at the base winner numbers on on these two pitchers, Woodruff is at a 3.32 base winner ERA, which is about a full run lower than Adam Wainwright at 4.38. So I have it priced two different models, minus 140 uh, on the standard model, minus 156 on the three metric model. I think we're getting good value on the five inning line, minus 120 with the Brewers here, Gil. Does it bother you at all? And I know it's first five and you're dealing with a starting pitcher who you can pretty much count on performing per the numbers. Does it bother you last week of the season when playing a team like the Brewers that has already clinched the division and they did, by the way, uh, clinch the division this weekend, but ha- can't get the best record in baseball. They're sort of just sort of playing out the string. Does that at all bother you in making plays the last week of the year when a team's has ha- when a team like that has no real motivation at this point? I, th- I think the only thing that, that I would be concerned of is if they're going to start reserves. And, and that's that's something that that is is challenging as a handicapper towards the end end of the uh, of the year because you want to put your games out early enough so you can get line value on it. So you really can't, as a handicapper, in my opinion, wait for those uh, official lineups. So it, it's one of those things where you might take a hit if they if they you know bench a Yelich or something like that. But I, I think that in this case. With this particular handicap, I'm handicapping the starting pitcher primarily, and I just think we get a, a really good advantage here, Gil. We mentioned the Giants earlier. You have a play in the Giants-D-backs game as the Giants nurse their 52-game lead over the Diamondbacks of the NL West. Yeah, I'd like the under in this game, Gil. I have both these pitchers in the crunch model uh, above average. I've got Weaver at a 95 base winner run number. I've got Logan Webb at an 84. And then if you look at Logan Webb's base winner ERA for this season, 3.32. That's not too shabby, Gil. Yeah. And then yeah, and then I I have another one, the three metric ERA. Uh, Logan Webb, 2.70. It's 23rd out of 297 pitchers. I think Weaver can can serve with him a little bit. He's a he's a better pitcher by the three metric average. I think I'm going to play the under four plus 100 uh, based on that uh, the strength of the starting pitcher skill. All right, so under four plus 100 first five D backs and Giants, and then you had the Brewers in the first five. First five minus 120. Gil. Minus 120. All right, back to the Braves and the Phillies. So we only have two pennant races. Obviously, the AL wild card very much still in doubt. We'll get to that. But we have the uh, the Giants with a two-game lead over the Dodgers with six to play. And then we have the Braves and the Phillies in the NL East. And we've talked about these, you know, the the remaining strength of schedule. We'll bring that up later on the show, too, the rest of the year. The reason we did that for the last six weeks to two months is because we wanted to show people, it's like, don't bet on the Padres. Their schedule's brutal. They're not making the playoffs. And sure enough, they've been eliminated. The other part of that, though, was that the Reds and the Phillies had the easiest take on this the rest of the way, uh, as again, as far back as six weeks, two months ago. And neither club could do a darn thing about it. The Phillies, though have this back door and really it's the front door but we were we were looking at the wild card the whole time 
But the Braves haven't gotten far away from them either. But the Phillies haven't really been able to capitalize on that either. So they start tonight, three games set. This is what you know. This is the the good part of the schedule for the Phillies because they get a head-to-head situation. Three games with the Phillies. They start two and a half games back. By the way, there is a possibility where the Phillies, if necessary, would have to play a makeup game against the Rockies on October fourth. I'm sorry, the the uh, the uh, Braves rather would have to play a makeup game against the Rockies uh, on October fourth. If necessary, but you have a Phillies ticket, right? I, I do. And how are you feeling about this now with the three games? Well, set? so this is what I did. I, I, I had a hundred bucks at 12 to one. So about maybe three weeks ago, I hedged it with, with the Braves. And the only downside to doing that was the Mets could have got there. But, uh, you know, if the, if the Braves get there, I'll win a hundred bucks. If the, if the, if the Phillies get there, uh, you know, I'll, I'll win about 600, uh, roughly. All right, awards. We have a minute and a half here. NL MVP. The favorite is Bryce Harper. Juan Soto now the second shot at 3-1. to one. Tatis falls to third. Who is your NL MVP if you are voting? Uh, you're not going to like this, skill, but I think if, if I were to vote, I would say Harper right now just by a little bit. Banished from the show. No, it's okay. You're allowed to say that. <laughs> well, you know, if, if this weighted runs created plus as a handicapper, I mean, this is the catch-all be-all number, and it's adjusted for park and that sort of thing. And it's how many runs uh, the, the guy contributes to the lineup. And, and Harper's five runs better uh, than Soto in that department. I think he also has five more home runs uh, than Soto as well. But it's it's neck and neck. And and I think if, if Harper has a flop series versus uh, – yeah. The Braves and, and Soto, I mean, he's, he's playing Colorado. So it, it's, it's, it's certainly not what it should be priced at. I think that, that to me, I would price it at Harper minus 150. That, I would agree with that, and I would have no If Harper ends up winning it, I'm not going to scream about it. If Tatis did, I would scream about it. Um, okay, and then Cy Young, your Robbie Ray call. We leave with this, 20 seconds. You had him at 100 to 1. We laughed. He's now north of a $2 favorite. Does he get the Cy Young in the AL? I think if he's got, he pitches a decent start on, I guess he's going to go Thursday, then it's his, Gil. What I love about both of those is it's going to come down to the last week and the last start in the case of Robbie Ray. I love it. Mark, thank you for the picks. We appreciate it. We'll talk later this week. Gil, my pleasure. Mark Borch and everybody at Base Winner, Base Winner Podcast, wherever that's distributed. Check it out. Jeff and I talk about our contest entries next. We'll talk college football with Pete Futak. And, of course, a little later on, Paul Spore. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.